Song. I don't. NBC's got good stuff. Monday Night Football's got good stuff. Fox, but this is the best song. CBS NFL music. I can hear Boomer and I can hear Sims going after it on the NFL today and tomorrow. I can't wait. Here we go. Week 17 in the NFL. It's Pat Boyle with you here on the fan. Brian McKeon behind the glass. We're going to give you five picks or however many picks Brian wants to give you. I don't know what his betting tendencies are, but the way I do it, the way that it's been done. Heavy. Yeah, heavy. The way that it's been done for years. Five picks against the spread, and let's start off here. Let's get it going. You know what? I'm taking the Colts. Let's start with the Giants and the Colts. I've said it. No, the Giants haven't made any game easy this year. They're one of the best teams against the spread, but how many of those games were they underdogs in? You get a Colts team. I'm simply in the belief that I don't think this team is just going to roll over and die. They've continued to play hard. The head coach stinks. They've blown leads. They're not good, but they still are out there playing you know, you got guys playing for jobs. So, you know, again, the, the I usually don't like to buy into that. And teams that are desperate to get a win and get into the playoffs usually don't do well against the spread anyway. So the Giants can easily win this game. I don't think the five and a half is a spread that they cover. So I'll take the Colts here plus five and a half. I think their pass defense, which barely gives up more than 200 yards a game, is going to slow down the Giants, which, again, don't have talented receivers in the first place. And then we'll see what Saquon Barkley can do. We'll see if the Giants defense can get after Nick Foles. I guarantee you, he's not going to look as bad as he did against the Chargers on Monday night. So I'm taking the Colts plus five and a half. McKeon, your first pick. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers plus the three points over here. The Carolina Panthers have been one of the surprising teams that has been consistent over the last month. They're rushing for over, they're averaging 187 yards on the on the ground over the last month. And I just don't see it with the Buccaneers. I know it's Tom Brady. I know what they have. But this team plays for this coach. Wilkes has a second chance after getting fired by the Cardinals in a really unfair situation with Josh Rosen. I think the Panthers are playing hard. Darnold's doing the bare minimum of what is all, the, so it's all they're asking of him. They're running the ball well. I just like the Panthers who are rolling at this point, getting a field goal. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I'm on the Bucs. I see this has climbed to four at some books. So if you get it at three, I would love that. But I'm going down with the ship. I'm going down with Brady. I'm going down with the Bucks. I, You know, we've been waiting every single week. When do they get it together? I think it's this week. Um, I think the offensive line, especially if they have Tristan Wirfs, who is going to play at right tackle. That's a huge boost for this line. The secondary, you got some guys that are questionable. I think Jamel Dean and Antoine Winfield both play. And I just don't think, again, I'm going to bet against Sam Darnold. I know he's embraced this game manager role. I think the Buccaneers slow down the Carolina Panthers' run attack, and once you do that, you're betting on Sam Darnold to cover his spread for you. No thank you for me, so give me the Bucks here, either minus 3.5 or minus 4. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles minus the 6.5, and, and here's why, Pat. The Cowboys have quietly kept this division still alive for themselves. If the Cowboys win next week and the Eagles lose the next two games, the Cowboys win the division, and I think that is important for the Philadelphia Eagles. Also, the line being at 6.5 is weird to me. Gardner Minshew wasn't that bad last week, and he's not one of the worst backups in the entire league. I think he's one of the better backups in the entire league. I don't think it's that far of a drop-off from what the Eagles are used to. So, Eagles minus 6.5, you get it below a touchdown. And by the way, I don't know why everyone's darling plus-money cover is the, New, is, is the New Orleans Saints this year. They stink. 
stink, and Andy Dalton stinks. I'm all over the Eagles at the minus six and a half. All righty, I got the Niners minus nine and a half for my third pick. I think the Raiders, I mean, again, they've been a disaster. Jared Stidham making his first career start. The Niners are going to eat him alive. The only thing Raiders have going for them is the run game. 49ers happen to be the best team, best defense against the run. They only give up 75 yards per game. So Josh Jacobs, they're going to stack the box against him. And then good luck, Jared Stidham, beating them. And by the way, the Niners' offense, they're a product of their defense. Their defense gives them good field position. The 49ers have put up 33 points or more in three out of their last four games. They roll in Vegas. As Steve Summers would say, the New York Jetropolitans. I got them at minus one and a half, and I like it. They're winning the football game, Pat, and that's as yeah. simple as it is. The Jets are winning the game, and they're going to win next week in Miami, too. They're either going to – what's going to happen is, if you're a Jets fan, is they're going to win this week in Seattle, and then they're going to lose by 40 next week against Miami in Miami because that's what the Jets do. <laughs> I just like them against Seattle. I think Seattle is done for the year. I think they're down on the year. I think they're seeing this Jets team coming in. The Jets team that smells blood finally is able to get Mike White back in, a guy who they like to play for. Give me the Jets minus the one and a half. All right, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, for all the reasons I've spoken about for the show, so I will just simply say I am right there as well. I'm taking the Jets minus one and a half. All right, my final pick. I'm going down with the ship with Tom Brady. I'm going down with the ship with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Give me Green Bay minus three at home to beat the Vikings. Vikings were in the same exact spot a couple weeks ago against Detroit. I fell into the trap of taking Minnesota. This, this game's going to play out the same way. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, they don't lose at home in December. He's 27-4 and four in his career at Lambeau in December. So the Vikings defense is terrible. This is a huge game for the Packers. They keep their season alive until at least next week. They win their fourth game in a row. Minnesota, again, they're 11-0 in one-score games. That trend is going to end if it's a one-score game. It's ending on Sunday. Either way, Packers win it by at least a field goal. It's about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I feel like a disgusting human being because I'm on the Patriots minus 2.5. I just think the Dolphins are in a tough spot here. Again, with Bridgewater playing, two is done for the, uh, should be done for the year at this point. There's too much riding on New England, and do you really think Belichick's going to lose a game to keep his season alive late against against Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't been able to play most of the year? I, I'm just I'm all over the Patriots at minus two and a half here at home. All right, so you heard McKeon's picks. I've got Indianapolis plus five and a half, Tampa Bay minus three and a half. Give me the Niners minus nine and a half, the Jets minus one and a half, and then the Packers minus three.